welcome to episode seven of Buddies Without Borders, the podcast that remains taglineless. I guess. <laughs> My name is Stevie Jackson. I'm an actor, writer, producer in Vancouver, BC. Uh, my name is Christopher Royce. I'm a writer and a podcaster in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, I guess we're not doing uh, song intros anymore to the show. Oh, were you <laughs> expecting me to rap? Very disappointed after last time. <laughs> How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and <laughs> Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence, impoverished and squalor, grow up to be a hero and a scholar? The $10 founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being a self-starter, by 14. They put him in charge of a trading charter. Happy? This, this episode is going to be two hours and 45 minutes long. It's just going to be a one-woman one rendition of the entire show. We're going to get sued by Disney Plus and Lynn personally. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. yeah. No, I am, I am satisfied. I uh, have watched Hamilton, not to make this another Hamilton episode, so just real quick, I've watched yeah, we it just twice had one of more <laughs> since we talked. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I, I've watched it once more since we talked. Um, I find that what I cannot do is have it on, like, in the background and not, not oh. be glued to the screen. So yeah. it's a matter, and I, I don't want to start it if I can't finish it. Yeah. So it's a matter of, do I have three hours to sit down and watch it? And when yep. I do, oh boy, do I sit down and watch it. But um, <laughs> it's been a little while. so. But I, I do intend to watch it a few more times before I cancel Disney+, Plus, even if that means keeping it for an extra month. Yeah, I think I may just have it be like part of my rotation. Like, I'll just watch this once a week forever. <laughs> <laughs> At least until you have it memorized. I've been watching some other sort of cinema americana which we can dive into what that means <laughs> but why uh, don't why don't we talk about that so as not to do a second hamilton episode <laughs> fair enough <laughs> not that i listen i'm not averse to this becoming a hamilton podcast it just <laughs> it was not the plan i wonder how many hamilton appreciation podcasts there are because i'm sure there must be several at least oh there have got to be i've never looked but i i bet you anything there are some <laughs> Yeah, I doubt we would be the first to come to that just because the show's existed for five years already. Yes, I'm sure it's been deconstructed thoroughly on a number of podcasts. And by people way more qualified than me specifically to do such analysis. Than either of us, really. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we could turn this into a Let's Talk About Hamilton All the Time podcast. Uh, we still need to fulfill our promise to continue turning it into a game show. That's true. Because I have to quiz you on something. And since I did win our last game show episode, uh, you are required to watch the Babysitter's Club (laughs) and talk about it with me. I think you'll like it. I really do. I'm Um, sure I will like the parts that have Mark Evan Jackson in them. (laughs) Oh, you will definitely like those. He really, like, I (laughs) messaged him after I saw the whole thing to be like, just so you know, you're perfect in this. (laughs) Like, I assume you know this, but also you're perfect in this. He really, he's not, he's not the casting I would have imagined. He's not the casting that would have been in my head, particularly back in the eighties Sure. for who Marianne's dad would be partly because back then someone who was, you know, 40 something seemed older than a 40 something person today. Like I would have thought yeah. he was too young. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, no, he's, he's perfect, but we'll get into that when we do our actual babysitter. <laughs> and it's, it's been difficult for me. I will find something, but like, I don't think I have something in my life that is in my media landscape the way babysitters club is for you where it's something you were super into and then didn't 
really revisit for decades. Most right. of the stuff that I was into as a kid have had resurgences or are still around, you know, mm. like you couldn't quiz me on Star Wars books because they're still very much present. In it's the, still happening. Know. Yeah. So the, the stuff that I loved at that level and watched over and over and over again, I read over and over and over again. I it's it's taking some racking of my brain to think of something comparable. Mm. OK, well, we'll figure it out eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Uh, so what have you been oh, yes. uh, into lately? That's where we were going. So the, this is going to be sort of a pocket plug, but for the book that I'm writing, a, a version of or something will be out soon. More details mm-hmm. to come. Uh, it's a book concerns U.S. history and specifically presidents of the United States at times of disaster. And so I've been looking through some of those kinds of movies of like, not all of them are super heavy duty, but just. Of this last week, I watched uh, The American President, the Aaron Sorkin, Michael Douglas mm-hmm. and Abedding movie, uh, yep. Dave, just Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Yeah, remember uh, that. And then also I'm counting Independence Day because sure. Bill Pullman. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm also throwing The Siege into that same category, which is a movie that not many people know. It's Denzel Washington uh, and Benning again and Bruce Willis, Tony Shalhoub, a lot of amazing people. And it's uh, it came out in 98 and it's basically about terrorism in New York. And it's sort of pre it, it predicts the like Bush administration era of like squeezing the rights of Americans in the name of protecting them. I wonder if Bush saw it. And got lots of ideas <laughs> from the antagonist of the movie rather than the protagonist. Well, you know, I think about that sometimes. I think about how, like when we study history, for instance, not mm-hmm. not to get too dark, but let's say we're studying World War II and we're looking at the rise of Nazism in Germany. When I was learning about that in school, it never occurred to me that that there would be people who were studying it from the other side. And yet, yeah. clearly there were. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so it's it just makes me makes me wonder. I don't remember. Well, I remember the title of the siege. I don't know that I ever saw it. The other three I've seen, but not for a long time. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing movie. I'd recommend it to everybody, um, American or otherwise, just because it's the kind of thing that it's it is uniquely American, but it's also just uniquely human. You know, our natural mm-hmm. responses to trauma and threat and ideology and tribalism and all that kind of, I mean, I could do a whole episode on that. I'm trying to keep it sort of in the broad strokes. (laughs) Well, I, I don't, I don't know that I can watch movies about disasters in America just right now. (laughs) I mean, truly I can just turn on the news and there are multiple disasters going on right now. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that the, the other common thread that all four of the movies that I just listed have is that I've seen them a bunch of times. So Ah. I can watch them with a certain amount of escapism and not necessarily make the connection to current events. I mean, certainly Mm -hmm. something like Independence Day. Yeah, Yeah, there's (laughs) metaphor there, but there's also just the surface level reading of that movie, which is space aliens. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw a tweet from Aisha Tyler this morning (laughs) because someone had tweeted her to tell her that they were watching Criminal Minds, which Mm -hmm. she was on for the last few years. And she tweeted back something like, right now that's more relaxing than the actual world. And I thought, or it's less, that's less frightening than what, than reality. And I went, Oh, Mm -hmm. we have reached a point where a show that was mostly not entirely, but mostly about serial killers (laughs) is more relaxing and comforting than our present reality. Much of, most of the political news is about serial killers, too. 
Well, there's one in the White House. He's just using a virus to do it, as far as I can tell. Oh, oh, don't worry. There's a lot in the White House. Uh, oh, speaking yeah, of, of, of people in the White House who shouldn't be, uh, oh, you yes. know the movie Dave? Yes, it's been a long time, but yes, I did see it. I love that movie so much. Uh, I like those... Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is brilliant. Yes, he's fantastic. He actually plays dual roles in this movie for people yes, who maybe does. don't remember or haven't seen it. He plays Bill Mitchell who's the president who has a massive stroke. This is the premise of the movie. And then Dave uh, has to take his place. He's like a presidential impersonator as a side gig from his main job uh, as uh, he runs a temp agency. And then the... And he just happens to look exactly like the president. He just happens to look exactly like the president. And Hence uh, the double evil, casting. Evil Frank Langella and amoral, if not immoral, Kevin Dunn, uh, <laughs> it, try to install him as their puppet. And uh, things progress from there. But it is <laughs> it is this weird sort of 90s adult romantic comedy political drama sort of thing. It's it yeah. walks this fun genre bending sort of line. I, I remember it was quite an unusual movie and a yeah. fun one. Like I, yeah. I, I can't I actually can't believe I haven't seen it again because I do. I remember it and I remember really liking it. But I also know that I used to confuse it with another Kevin Klein movie called In and Out. Yeah. Same era. Same era, same guy, and for some reason, I think because there was also a bit of a, because in and out refers to being gay in yeah. in and out, mm-hmm. and so I think it was a similar like, it's Kevin Klein, in a kind of a dual role situation, and it was made around the same time, mm-hmm. and it's just in one of them he's a president, <laughs> and in one he's not. Yeah, and I I would confuse them, but I also they were both good, so. Yeah, that's yeah. that's much more of a, a movie you can watch to escape from the news. Yes. Uh, and then the last that we'll jump back into is the first one that I mentioned, which is The American President, oh, which yeah. is a movie that I love. But you do have to ignore the fact that the movie is either set in a fictional universe or just does not know how laws work, because <laughs> there's a lot of talk of like, oh, that's not something that the executive branch does. Like the president doesn't right. write laws and send them to Congress. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's making some rules now, so. Cool. Be that um, as it may. But yeah. <laughs> Turns this... out if no one stops the president from doing that, he absolutely can. <laughs> add this to the list of things that a president is not supposed to do. Yeah, not supposed stop. to. Might even be a law against it. Doesn't seem to matter anymore. All laws are off. Um, yeah, but that that show is a great uh, precursor to The West Wing. Yes, it, it was, absolutely is. Or I should say that, that film, because it was made before the West Wing, but there's a lot of West Wing DNA in it, including, I believe, uh, Mr. Joshua Molina. Uh, yes, in a yeah. bit of a, a supporting role. Yes. I think he has, I'm trying to remember, three scenes from like 10 lines. Is that all? <laughs> it's funny because he he must be an actor who really makes an impression because I don't fully remember not knowing who he was like when when he showed up on the west wing which he did i think in season four yep. maybe five four four okay uh i already knew who he was and i did not watch sports night mm-hmm. um but i remembered him from a few good men in which he has three lines and two of them are yes sir <laughs> <laughs> and also from the american president so either i saw him in in yet something else that i can't remember for some reason mm-hmm. or he made that much of an impression because I remember when he showed up on the West Wing thinking oh that's Josh Molina from A Few Good Men <laughs> I, I can't explain that 
I can't can, explain that. And and can I say he says five more words in that movie than you do. That's true. I have no words in that movie. So maybe that's why. Um yeah, but then I mean my favorite performance of his always, always will be as barkeep. Absolutely. He yes. don't want no trouble in his place. Um yeah, as we as we discussed on our Josh Molina segment on an episode long, long ago, uh, mm-hmm. I came to Molina fandom from Sports Night and stayed for him correcting people's grammar on Twitter 20 years later. <laughs> also, he really, uh, now that he's been on Scandal, he's got that um, that David Rosen bit. Oh, my God. That keeps, I can't believe that's still happening. That It seems like every day somebody tweets him to say, hey, wasn't there like back in, in season one of The West Wing, wasn't there a mention of David Rosen and... I, then you played David Rosen on Scandal, and, and every time he's like, don't know anything about that. Nope. And they send him clips of it, and he's like, won't play. Won't. And, so, yep. and they don't so much. I assume, I, I like to assume that most people do know he's doing a bit, but some people clearly don't. And they'll keep sending it to him, try this one. <laughs> yep. I think the ones that he retweets are the sincere ones. I'm sure there are a yes. lot of people, if you hop into the mentions, who are sort of piling on and playing along. Oh, sure. But, uh, yeah. The other thing yeah, I, I can't love, make this play either. Exactly. Is the t-shirt that <laughs> they made. I may have done that. <laughs> they made a t-shirt? Yeah. Um, he and Rishi, I think, through the West Wing Weekly merch, uh-huh. they made a t-shirt, which is Mara Kelly's line in the show. She's the one who oh. says the David Rosen line. And yeah, the yeah. words David Rosen are crossed out in the line of dialogue. <laughs> like it's that courier <laughs> font on the shirt. Right. Yeah. There's a picture. I'll see if I can find it. A picture of him wearing the shirt. Oh, that's amazing. We'll link to it if we can find it. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. I love that he keeps that up. I don't know. It just, I, he's so entertaining. I really like him. Well, I do feel like. <laughs> He's one of those people who's entertaining because it's just, it's also funny to us, the things that are funny to him. And so he's yes. entertaining himself and we are along for the ride. Yes, yes, yeah. I just, I, I enjoy him. One Halloween, I dressed up as uh, the Space Saloon to the best of my ability. And I, I tweeted him a picture of the costume and said, I will try not to get in trouble. And he quite enjoyed that. That's very nice. I sent to him and also, of course, to Annie because Annie played the saloon. Mm-hmm. So I I needed them both to see it. It is perhaps it's my favorite of all my Halloween costumes ever. And it is the <laughs> one that like I I dressed up this way for like six people because <laughs> most people had no idea. And half of those were the cast members. <laughs> well, yeah, two of them were <laughs> two of them were Annie and <laughs> Josh. I did not do it for them, but I knew they'd enjoy it. And of course I put it on Twitter because I thought a lot of people in my day-to-day life, like the people at work will not get this. Yeah. They're not listeners. But my Adventure Kateer friends were delighted. What have you been up to since the last time we talked? Um, well, I watched uh, all of Upload. Upload, okay. I watched Upload, which is a, a new show. It is on Amazon Prime. Uh, and it is... The concept is that people who are not dead yet, but about to die for whatever reason, can oh. choose to upload themselves yeah, into an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a little bit. Great, uh, it, it's Greg Daniels' show, right? So it actually shares some DNA with the Good Place a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's a very very different concept. Um, it's, it takes place in the not-too-distant future, like a few <laughs> decades out from now, because, of course, we don't have this technology. Yes. Um, 
Uh, yet. <laughs> and uh, it stars Robbie Amell, mm-hmm. uh, who I believe was, oh, which, was, which one is he? From The Flash or from... <laughs> <laughs> he was on season one of The Flash. He's Stephen Amell's brother who plays yes. Green Arrow. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's, I, I mix up Robbie and Stephen. In my defense, they are brothers. Come on. In my defense, they're Canadian. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty sure. Great. Good. Well, it films here anyway. It films mm-hmm. in Vancouver. So I've actually, I have auditioned for this show. And so I had seen bits of scripts, obviously, but it's, it's great fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a really, it's smart and it's fun. And the, so the premise is that Robbie Amell's character uh, is in a car accident and mm-hmm. mayor, there's some debate as to how close he really is to death and whether he will survive this. Mm-hmm. But his, uh, please excuse the giant truck going by, <laughs> friends. Lordy, this is why we record on Sundays, um, because there's less of that. Uh, so his his girlfriend, Ingrid, mm-hmm. uh, is very rich, and her family has chosen to upload to this fancy afterlife. Sure. And so she convinces him to upload. Um, but she's alive. Okay. <laughs> so he finds himself in this basically very fancy hotel of an afterlife. <laughs> And has to sort of figure out, like, well, what do I do now? Because <laughs> he's, in, he's in this rich people afterlife, and he himself has no money. <laughs> so he, sure. it turns out that much like many places on the Internet, the super rich afterlife has in-app purchases. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> because capitalism. Because capitalism, many of which he can't access. Um, so that's, that's where it starts. And then we go through a season of him meeting his um, so-called angel, who is actually his customer support worker. Sure. And this show also posits that the dead and the living can communicate because your whole consciousness has been uploaded. You are now digital, but to yourself, you feel and look real. It's like the Matrix. Yes. Um, But you can communicate with the other side. You can communicate with the living, and there are ways to sort of beam in on a screen. You Mm -hmm. can phone them on the iPhone and go to family (laughs) events. Uh, there is, I, I think I can tell this now because obviously it's been cast and shot, but there, they have a, a hug suit. Interesting. Now the hug suit is really a sex suit. Sure. Well, why would um, it be? and it is meant to be worn by a, a living person. Mm-hmm. They put this thing on and then they digitally visit your fancy hotel afterlife. Sure. And you can do whatever you feel like doing. Special adult hugging. Yes. Well, it's, it's so these, they're, I auditioned to be the lady renting them out. Well, hey, now. Because they are rented out. Mm-hmm. I did not get it, clearly. Someone else did. Uh, but one of the things I remembered and that I saw when I saw the episode was that, of course, she explains that, you know, some people rent these so that they can hug their grandkids. And some people rent these for grown-up reasons <laughs> and you would not believe the stuff that we have washed out of there <laughs> i feel like there's still not many things that that could be but whatever well <laughs> de- depends what people are into my friend some still. people get kinky <laughs> pudding i don't know um anyway it's it's a fun show it's a lot of fun uh i think they've got a season two i don't know how or when they will film it yeah. Um, there are a few productions opening up in town, in the province. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very slowly trying out this production thing again with COVID protocols. And maybe 
Um, we're, we'll see how it goes. Like, nothing bad seems to have happened yet, fingers crossed. On the other hand, part of me is afraid it might be a matter of time. Like, yeah. you, ju- you just need one person who doesn't know they're infected. Because yeah. they're, do- you know, they're doing temperature checks, and the crew can wear PPE, of course. Sure. Um, actors can't wear it on camera. Yeah, you'd have to write that in, and that might be super awkward unless you're filming in a hospital. Yeah, and and you don't know if this is taking place at COVID time or... Yeah, exactly. So, who knows? Um, but anyway, so far, so good. Fingers crossed. There have been no reports of, of infections on film sets, so we'll see how it goes. But to ramp up to the kind of production that we normally have, I think is going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope they do a season two. I really do. I had had one moment of total delight (laughs) when I scrolled through IMDb and saw that Susan St. James was credited on this show. I got very excited and I scoured the show, couldn't find her. And I've come to realize it is a different Susan St. James. Oh, no. (laughs) But whoever put the credits on IMDb has Mm. credited the Susan St. James. And for anyone which is probably most people who don't know who Susan St. James is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you do. I she, do not. You do not. Okay. Well, that's, um, you might be a touch too young. How dare you? Mm, I'm a little on the young side. <laughs> um, but Susan St. James is best known probably for uh, being wife on Macmillan and Wife. Okay. Which was an old crime solving show in the seventies. <laughs> I know her as Kate on Kate Nally, which was a sitcom I grew up with in the eighties and loved very much. Um, so to me, she's Kate, and so I got. And she retired after Kate Nally ended, um, although she was only in her forties. But she chose to stay home and and raise her remaining kids. Okay. And she has very sporadically come out of retirement, like she did one episode of the Drew Carey show because in real life she happens to be the aunt of the woman on the Drew Carey show. So she came out of retirement for one episode and played her mom. She's done like one episode of Suits. She's done one Law and Order and years apart. So I get the impression she only does it if it's a direct offer. Yeah. And she feels like it, which more power to her. We should all be able to live our lives. Sure. Only working when we want to. Yeah. Um, that's the dream, right? <laughs> well, she also, her, her husband is Dick Eversall. They are wealthy people. So yeah, she doesn't need the money. Anyway, I got, I got quite excited. And then I was scouring the show looking for her because I was quite sure, even though it's been decades that I would recognize her. Sure. Um, and eventually, and I didn't. So I went back to IMDb and I looked at, um, cause the headshot that comes up on IMDb is from the eighties. Okay, yeah. But someone has now added a new one, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I was like, I can't find her in there. Yeah. I'm trying really hard, but I don't think this is the same. It can't be the same. So then I went to Instagram, and she is on Instagram, and I found recent pictures. I was like, oh, that's a different. Someone has made a mistake. Oops. I better write in. I haven't done it yet, but I thought I might write into IMDb and say, just so you know, you've credited a totally unknown person. Yeah who has no other credits and is a glorified background character on this show, which was what I found so confusing. It's like, if you have the Susan St. James, you do not waste her on playing the old lady in the background who doesn't even talk. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm going to let them know that they have made an error <laughs> because like that's a different Susan St. James. And uh, the one that you have credited has been quite prolific and, 
that is not her. You should, that person needs their own profile. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's fair to piggyback on, you weren't wife on Macmillan and Wife. <laughs> His wife. <laughs> that was the name of the show was Macmillan and Wife. And I will tell you, I do not, I've seen a few episodes because it, it was on, you know, like before I was born, around the time I was born. Like it is not sure. a show yeah. that I, it's a thing that I occasionally saw in old reruns and only a few episodes. And I do not know what her character's name was. Well, maybe that's the mystery they were trying to solve. <laughs> Possibly. I feel like he should know. They were always together. Wouldn't you just ask? Excuse me, wife. Wife of mine. Woman I married. Mm -hmm. um, I've forgotten your name. This is awkward. I just say that would be a fun setup for like a funnier die sketch where like she keeps saying her name, but then something very loud happens. Like an airport yes. or a truck goes by. Like just happened. Like, and that's the sort of running gag of the scene is that. Yes. But it, the, this is my wife. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. my name is. <laughs> who let that duck in here what the fuck was that noise i just made but that makes me think of uh the bechdel cast they did an episode on the movie the rock and the movie mm -hmm. opens with ed harris's character uh visiting the grave of his wife yeah. and it says her name barbara hummel but it also says okay. his wife because it's like a a husband Ew. and wife plot and he's not dead yet, so we don't see his gravestone, right. which presumably so it doesn't say, say her husband. husband. But that became a running thing on the podcast. <laughs> of like anytime there's a character <laughs> whose wife. existence is just like here's a guy character who matters to the story, and then it, a wife character who doesn't. The reference is his wife. <laughs> and so when you say McMillan and wife, I just hear Caitlin and Jamie in my head going his wife. <laughs> well, now I'm trying to remember on on Gilligan's Island. Mm -hmm. in the theme song i'm trying to remember if the if mrs howell was name checked or if it was just that i think it was the millionaire and his wife like she was mm. his wife his wife at the jetsons theme song mm -hmm. jane his wife at least they said her name but yeah it's like this is the man he has a name yep. this is george and that's jane his wife like it's that's amazing to, it's amazing to me yeah. that they would put that even on a fake gravestone. Like I was just thinking my, uh, most of my family does cremation. We don't have a lot of headstones out there, but my, mm -hmm. my maternal grandparents have one of those his and hers plots. Yeah. Um, but it has their names and the years when they were born mm -hmm. and the years they died, they've both passed on now. So the years that they died, but it does, I don't think it says like you know, Morley and his wife. I, I think it says something like our beloved mom and dad yeah. or something. It does like it, it gives you a little flavor of like, Oh, these people had a family. Um, but it's not like, here's this man and his wife. Well, <laughs> you I know, never like they both have this. names on there. Yeah. I never bumped on this in the movie because it's like a military cemetery. Like it's not Arlington, but it's one of the many military only cemeteries that we have in this country. And so uh -huh. I just always thought, well, like, she's only there because they would both be there because he like, this is my sort of teenage logic. But then mm -hmm. when you actually rewatch a movie, you know, right. not literally alongside with, but sort of podcast earphones only alongside mm -hmm. very smart people <laughs> who are watching it for the first time. It's like, Oh yeah, this just really erases yeah. this person from the narrative yeah. in a very in your face way. Um, mm -hmm. But also I have looked up the name of Mrs. McMillan. Do you ah. want to guess? who or what her name was uh okay well uh, it's unlikely to be susan because that's her real name fair a and it's unlikely to be kate because it's 
unlikely that she would play two very famous characters named Kate. <laughs> so odds are um, against too short. And it was the seventies. Cindy? Was it Cindy? Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Oh. Um, <laughs> was it? It wasn't Jane. Was it, was it Jane? No. It's pretty. Um, it's definitely in that flavor, though, of oh, like okay. names of that era. Okay. Um. I, f- I figure I'll guess one more time and then I'll let you tell me. Okay. What What were people named? Okay. <laughs> what were people named? Well, I'm that's sorry, just, like that's the exact right question, but it also just tickled <laughs> me for some reason. What were well, it's just named? like that's that would be the the a what were women named at that time that was common, right? Is what I'm thinking because it's like yeah. my that's my parents' era. Like Susan St. James would be just about the same age as my mom and dad, so sure. I'm thinking like so what were my friends' mothers' names? When I was a child, because those women would be the right age. And almost every single one of them was Carol or Linda. So is it Carol or Linda? It is neither of those. Do you want a hint? Yes. It also starts with an S. Oh. Is it Susan? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I, I did mean to dismiss that at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of this game. I just had that moment of like, wait a minute, maybe it was. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like I would know if it was Stephanie. That seems like something I would know. Yeah. Um, so let's see. S- Samantha? No. Susanna. Oh, come on. That's the same as Susan. I know. I know. I thought maybe I'm really close. <laughs> S. I, I'm going to feel really dumb when I hear it. It's also five letters. It's five letters. It's not Susan and it starts with an S. Yep. Sandy. Nope. The husband, police commissioner Stuart, quote, Mac, unquote, McMillan, was played by Rock Hudson. Yes, he was. Stuart and, okay, it's not Cindy, it's not Sandy, it's not Susan. (laughs) Stacy? Nope. What? Is it super obvious? I, I don't know if you'll find it to be super obvious. Uh, I, I bet I will when I hear it. Towards the end of our episode here. So I, yeah, I know. I'm going to give you I... one more guess. And then okay. Gonna call. Can, I, can I have one more hint? Um, it is not a nickname, but it kind of sounds like a nickname. Huh. Although this might be subjective, so maybe that's a terrible hint. Oh. It's a good pod. Okay, well, I know, I know the first letter is S. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the last letter? It's a Y. And it's not, her name is not Sandy? No. Jeez. Uh, I really hope that some of our listeners have like IMDb this or whatever. And I'm sure they're screaming at them. Absolutely tearing their hair out while this but is that, happening. But see, this would be, that would be cheating if I did it. Mm-hmm. So I can't do it. Okay. Uh, Sissy? Sally. Sally. Oh. Now that that I should have gotten. Also, (laughs) the fact that Sarah didn't come to mind and Sally is technically a a nickname for Sarah is disturbing. How many Sarahs do I know? And I couldn't come up with a five letter S name. Yeah, I feel like Sarah (sighs) and Kate are amongst your go to's for female TV and movie characters. Like those are sort of the general. Oh, we've got a white girl character. She's kind of be probably one of these two names. I think Sarah is probably less. Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, That's my observation, but it also could be confirmation bias based on having noticed a pattern. And just every time I see it, it reinforces. I just, I I have known more than one Sarah who was not white. Sure. Um, 
so Sarah to me doesn't read as a white lady name. Um, mm, okay. Kate, I don't know. Or a derivation of Catherine. Like a lot of female protagonists are Katie, Kathy, Katrina. Yes. Like that's just very, very common. Well, and, and I believe the meaning of Catherine, you can look this up and, and be sure, but I believe that <laughs> Catherine means white or purity. I think that's the meaning of the name. I don't know, but we can look that up. So it's not surprising to me that white ladies would be named <laughs> white. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Sally McMillan, my apologies, Susan St. James, if you're listening to this, which I highly doubt. <laughs> Big fan of the show. She and Rock Hudson, they listen all the time. Oh wait, well, he, he's, he's dead. dead. He's, she is not dead. She's very much not dead. Um, he is very dead. Maybe <laughs> she can get in a hug suit and they can watch, watch. Ah, oh, damn it. I screwed up my own stupid joke. They can listen to the show together. I should really edit that together. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. I don't think you need a hug suit to listen to a thing together, but. I was just trying to reference the show that we talked about because it's wrapping up the episode sure. reasons, but I it's, did not It's going work. great. <laughs> well, this has turned into a Macmillan and Wife co- podcast. Um, <laughs> We're just a, a fanzine <laughs> of a show. Give Upload a try, was my point. Uh, Do not go looking for the Susan St. James that you think you are looking for because she's not there and it's very sad. Well, let's add on a note of sadness, question mark. (laughs) TV, what sad plugs do you (laughs) (laughs) Plug, plug. Um, Well, as always... You can go watch Honestly Charlotte, mm-hmm. and please do, at honestlycharlotte.com, and go ahead and tell me that you've watched it or what you think about it, because it's, you know, I would prefer that to the radio silence that is usually happening. Um, <laughs> oh my website is steviejackson.ca. Uh, oh, Starship Patrol is still out. That was the the script reading that we all did on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find that at panicmoonproductions.com. Uh, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Stevie KJ, which you probably know if you're listening to this. Um, Chris, what would you like to plug? Uh, well, my Twitter and Instagram are Chris M. Royce. Uh, website is ChristopherRoyce.com. I'm going to tell you more about the uh, before-mentioned uh, book in our next episode, so I guess stay tuned. Teaser. Teasering. Other than that, no special plugs, but hopefully more stuff coming down the pipeline later in the year. Uh, everybody out there, try to stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your hands, wear a mask, don't be an asshole. Be kind, be calm, be safe, as Dr. Bonnie Henry likes to say. That's right. We'll talk to you next time. So say we all. Bye.